I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space, and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey, streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. All right, welcome back to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Carey. Uh, we got a text here. And, and this actually is a brief reference back to when we were talking about the countries that were being allowed into Europe, into the European Union. Remember that China is one of the countries that can travel to the European Union. It says, hey, if China's doing that well now, why can't I get a Nintendo Switch at Walmart yet? Doesn't everything we get at Walmart come from China? A Nintendo Switch, is that made in China? I guess I'm I guess it is. I would believe that. But I Nintendo's think the, a Japanese company, but I would imagine the the the, the I think that the, I think it's true. They are being they are made in they are manufactured in China. Well, I think this. I think that China won't send us the Nintendo Switch for the same reason that Europe won't let us go to Europe, and that is they don't they don't they don't want the Nintendo Switch catching the Corona. I mean, I think that is clearly <laughs> the case. You know what's funny is during all this, we got a Nintendo Switch right at the very beginning of all this. Like you know that first week of that or that second week of March or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got the, I got a Nintendo Switch and I I walked in it was a super awkward situation because um, I walked in and uh, it was the GameStop over here at, at Gateway mm-hmm. and they were they were limiting people in there and blah 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 and it was kind of when we were freaked out the most you know yeah during all this and and uh, like you know it was like maybe it was like the first week of, of uh, April so we're I walk in there. And I was like, uh, do you have any Nintendo Switches? And she goes, uh, did you just call? And I was like, no. She goes, okay. Well, I had a guy just call, but we have two left. And I said, yeah, okay, well, I'll take one. And then another guy came and goes, do you have any Nintendos left? And she's like, uh, she's like, we do. We have one left. He's like, oh, my goodness. You can't believe it. I've been driving up and down trying to find these places. <laughs> and then a guy came in. He goes, hi, I just called for that Nintendo Switch. And I'm oh. like, um, bye-bye. <laughs> I'm going to go. Bye-bye. I mean, they didn't like. I mean, they didn't have like a, a thing where they said, "Yeah, we'll keep it on hold for you." You know, if you've ever worked in retail, you can't do that. If you say, "I'll put it in the back," if you had a million of them, you go, "I'll put your name on it and put one in the back." That's different. But this was, this guy, this poor guy, this poor guy came in, and it was sad. Wow! Shoot. All right. Mm. Well, thanks for bumming us all out. I'm just telling. No, I'm just. I'm just telling you. Uh, I didn't know that Nintendo Switches were still. Uh, there were still shortages. Uh, since then, I've taken the Nintendo Switch away from my kids. So, how's that make everybody feel? <laughs> you took it away? Well, what not happened? like permanently. Uh, they they were they were uh, it was Fighting abusive. It. it was abusive power. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. oldest kids were abusing their uh, so their we, abusing power. We've struggled quite a bit with kind of how to manage the Xbox. Uh, I play the Xbox. My kids play the Xbox. Um, but the problem is, yeah, the problem is one kid dominating the time, the opportunity to play. And so I, what I did, Alex, is I let them come up with their own rules for it. I said, why don't you guys come up? Because they kept – because what would happen is at the very first sign of, of disagreement, I'd shut the whole thing off. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah, all right, yeah. if you're going to fight about it. Gone. You know, as soon as as soon That's as someone came to me and said, "Dad, so and so," I the whole I thing. Go, would oh, go perfect, because they know that if they come to you even with a complaint, mm-hmm. it's gone. Well, so both parties right. have to figure it out; otherwise, they lose it. We had it on the timer, and the timer worked out. And you know, I had it. I think we had it like an hour and a half, you know, or something. And, and they'd come up to me, and they'd be like, "Sure enough, by the end of the day, they'd go, hey, Dad, can you go ahead and turn that? Uh, can I get a couple of extra minutes here?" And I'm like, "An hour and a half. You've had ninety minutes today. Yeah, you don't need more." You don't and need more. Figure it out. What, what What is cool, though, is we said, hey, look, just come up with a set of rules that, you know, the three of you are good with. You know, you can do it however you want. What they did is they came up with blocks of time. Um, you're during this block of time. So they each have a, a little block of time during the day in which their access is inviolate. Right. So no one can take it away. Or at least I can, of course. But like they have access. The siblings can't see anything. And then they put in rules for if you want extra time or if you want time during someone else's time, this is what you have to do. Right. Because you might have a you might have a friend pop up that's outside of your time frame and you want to play, but you got to negotiate that. So they they kind of laid down the rules. And it's actually I was surprised. It's actually really worked out well. And so uh and so we can just say, well, you know, what do the rules say? And that, that for the most part handles it. I'm very proud of their efforts on this because they've been able to get a workable, a workable Xbox regime in that seems to handle all of the, you know, all the issues that have come up. I'm very proud of them. And I'm very proud of myself at, uh, for being <laughs> such a great dad. I'm thinking uh, about writing a book about you it. You know what? You should. Video ga- Gamer Dad. Boom. I'll give you the title of it. Gamer Dad. Gamer Dad. I love it. Uh because you know everyone's saying, "Well, don't have your, don't let your kids have screen time." But what if there's another way? And anyway, we know now that it's not about screen time; it's about quality of content, right? Yeah, that's true. That is that's absolutely true. My thing is, is that I we haven't we we're very specific about the games that we have. We don't have very many games. We have like Dance Dance uh, Revolution, and we have Mario Kart. And we have, I think, like uh, Minecraft. But I'm not doing the Fortnite thing. I have not given it to Fortnite. My mm-hmm. 12-year-old keeps trying to sell me on Fortnite, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Sticking to not having even, – even so, like, every parent that I've ever met is like, look, don't – if you can wait as long as you can to give Hold in on out. Fortnite. <laughs> yes. I mean, and, and that's, like, the advice again. And I'm taking it because all, yeah. all my friends' kids are older than our kids, than our oldest kids. And they're just like, if you can just hold out, man, just do it. And guess what? My kids have their lives haven't ended because they uh, don't have Fortnite. Uh, and I know if they had it, their lives wouldn't be over either. But I'll tell you what it, it would do is it would be it'd be weird. Plus, I have too many young kids that, that uh, wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's well, and and it's not just Fortnite, but all of those kind of games. What what Fortnite represents is a much more what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a much more. Um, a, a much more man. What? Why can't I come up mm, with this idea? Tasty, intense game in the sense of options available, and it the 
uh, Fortnite has mastered the art of keeping your kids' attention and always offering them something new and kind of moving them forward in a way that in a way that you know the game really doesn't change but the peripherals change enough that your kid feels like they're making meaningful process pro progress and they feel compelled they want to keep moving through it and they want to keep doing it and so it's it really is kind of comprehensive in that way so yeah i i think you're right if you're going to cross that fortnite bridge you just got to be ready because a whole different kind of game whole different kind of game well my my thing is is that i just i don't want to and and again i was playing this is not me acting like i'm some sort of perfect parent club uh, situation Ooh, we haven't done perfect parent club very much mm, no we haven't you know what write it down final nightside project tonight uh, tomorrow night we'll do uh we'll do perfect a perfect parent, parent club. club yeah okay we'll just tell people how amazing parents we are but what I'm what I what we've done is, is like I was playing uh, Goldeneye. I was playing 007. Mm -hmm. You shoot people in the face in that game, right? But the yeah. graphics were so bad that you were like, "Ha ha, this is like fake shooting people in the face." Yeah. And now it's just gotten crazy. And yeah, I just I'm Fortnite, like I'm like eh, but, I don't yeah, like but it. But Fortnite is Fortnite. It's cartoony. No gore. There's no blood. Right. It's a cartoony. No blood or anything. It's, it's a cartoony violence. And I and I get it. I'm like. Uh, I've watched it, and my kids, my son will go over and watch other people play it. I just, I'm, my thing is, I'm like, I just don't want to introduce that because every parent says, and it's not even about the content of the game necessarily as much as it is the uh, addictive level that that game has gotten people to. Yeah, it, it's they've they've mastered the art of keeping young people's attention for a prolonged period of time, and by prolonged, I mean years. Yeah, that's no joke. No, well. So. Uh, but plus you, uh, you, but you have a healthy uh, gaming habit, don't you? You still playing? Uh, have you played Alex, during the pandemic? I can quit anytime. I can quit oh, anytime I want. I want to say can, that right huh? now. Oh. I want to quit. I could quit anytime. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I do enjoy playing video games. I've been playing a lot of Warzone, so which is kind of uh, it's kind of the grown up Fortnite, <laughs> to be honest. Hmm. Um, uh, but do your brothers uh, have they been playing during the pandemic with you? Yeah. Yeah, you know a little bit. What you do is you say we got to keep the family together. You yeah, that's keep, right. Yeah, you got to keep that sibling love going on, man. Even and across, even across, and things like that. Yeah, so. you guys are cross state uh, at this point. You got to keep that thing going. Yeah, that's true. Most millers are in Texas now. Yeah. Oh boy, can you believe that? We've all become amazing. Texans. You know what? Everybody usually gravitates toward that. Uh, well, that you know, state. we still most of the actual households are here. My sister just had so many kids that by volume. We're mostly Texans, so. All right. Well, you know me. She has a really big as family. As a Texan myself, I'm. Uh, I can vouch for their kids uh, growing up in uh, mostly pretty fun neighborhoods. Oh, dude! I'll tell you what, man. It is full on uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah. Well, but Texas is. Uh, but they, are they calling it off this year? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think they've. I think they've postponed it um, because you know they wouldn't call it off completely. They postponed it, but um, my nephew's getting recruited. What? Oh, that's he's right. Got, to play. He's, he's a got kicker, multiple right? Offers. He's yeah, a he's kicker, yes. Yeah, he's got multiple offers. Multiple so. offers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, just tell me when he's ready to uh, change his mind and not go to BYU so I can have my heart broken again. That's fine. <laughs> that's cool. We're not going to have a football season anyway this year. Start we crying. don't need, we Start don't need, crying. we're not going to need kickers anyway. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to roll through here. We've got a couple, we got, we got your, what you learned in the program text at 57500 and what else do we have we have uh we still got a couple things we, we can, zen we can throw out there zen headline i've got some other stuff we can just throw in there as well might as well so uh look second second to last night of the nightside project another 
uh, spring summer fun time that we had with you guys. It's been so much fun. Uh, but we will uh, be back again tomorrow night and next after this break, of course. Just seven more segments, or no, just nine more segments left of the Nightside Project in the spring summer edition. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.